everybody to the podcast where we explain people and help you to understand your fellow human beings in a whole new light. I'm Kim Giles and I have Sarah Henderson with me in the studio today. Sarah, we're going to talk about anger today. That sounds very interesting. I don't think I have an anger problem, but maybe I do. Well, we all get angry on occasion. And there are some of the 12 shapes that I have to admit are more prone to anger issues than others. So I want to talk about that and and then how to stop and calm down when you get angry. That sounds like a great topic. So in the 12 shapes program, which shapes do you think have the biggest problems with anger? I think fear of loss dominant shapes have more issues with anger. So that would be octagons rhombuses, squares, diamonds, and crosses. I think especially squares, rectangles, and crosses on the ideas line. Mm. And maybe it's just that they would definitely voice their anger. (laughs) Maybe all of us get angry, but it's more about who's going to tell you when they're angry. Matter of fact, right before this, I, I got a message from somebody and I'm not happy about it. But I'm sitting here going up. Most likely I won't say anything. (laughs) That's very interesting. So there are some shapes that might be angry or get angry, but totally not show it and be a little more subdued with their anger. That's very interesting. And they might even stuff it or kind of repress it. Mm. And and if they do that, then it's going to build up. It's going to build up. And eventually they are going to express it when they finally explode. So... For our listeners, just kind of as we go through these different situations, see which one feels the most like you. Okay. So we all, but we all get triggered, right? And we all get triggered by different things. And so tell me how anger is related to what we are learning here in the 12 Shapes program. So this is the thing. Anger is still a fear problem. And I remember the first time I wrote something about that and I had a bunch of people go, oh, you can't say everything is a fear problem. But yeah, you just haven't looked at it long enough to see it yet because it's in there. So when somebody is angry, you've got to look at, step back from it. What has been threatened here? We're angry because we either feel insulted. So who we are is, is been threatened or we feel mistreated or taken from, or we're going to be taken from, we're being disregarded. In some way, we're being mistreated and there's a threat. I mean, we, we don't get angry unless there's a threat of something that's going to take from us or, or do us harm or diminish us on some level. So does that make sense? Can you see how it's a fear problem? I really can. And I think this has been really helpful for me in my, in my work, just because I can see when people get angry or uncomfortable or stressed out, they are triggered. And it may not come across as anger. It might come out as stress and irritability, but a lot of times it does come across as anger. And if I can look at it and understand that it's fear, boy, that gives me a chance to react in a different way. Yeah. I'm glad you put it that way because sometimes maybe it doesn't come out as anger. It comes out as grouchy, grouchy because things are not feeling right. I'm not, they're not going the way I want them to go, or I feel disregarded. So it's, it might really start out as grouchy and on edge and stressed, but all of it really is anger. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I think that those around me, if I, like at the beginning, I said, I don't think I have an anger problem, 
I definitely have a stress problem and I definitely have a grouchy problem when I'm stressed out and things aren't going the way I want them to go. There's no doubt. So let me tell you the other thing that the 12 shapes can give you about this. If we look at the four value systems, so we're talking about people, tasks, things, and ideas, they give you a pretty good idea also of the type of things that are going to upset or anger each type of person. Does that make sense? So for example, I am a, I'm a task person as an arrow. So I get my whole self-esteem from what I do, from the tasks I get done. So if somebody messes them up and makes me look bad or you know, criticizes me for the things that I'm doing that they're not right, that's more likely to trigger me. How about my, my boss is an arrow and she gets so upset when she has to redo something. Do it again. Oh, it's not gosh. quite right. I do too. Yes, I do sure. too. Because it's, it's wasted time. Inefficiency makes me nuts. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm probably more likely to get triggered over someone mistreating me or being left out or watching someone else get mistreated. Definitely yeah. that can make me angry. Well, even just hurt or, yeah. or disregarded, you'll, you'll notice that. So for you, if someone is mistreating another person, and so there's loss there, and there's people there that are being mistreated, that's going to really trigger you. Yes, I'm thinking of Facebook, um, and sometimes there's things that I read on there, and I feel compelled to comment and, and tell them why they're wrong or something like that. Yeah, that definitely, it feels like anger when I'm doing something like that. I saw a cartoon the other day and, and the wife was calling the husband to come in for dinner and he's on the computer in the corner and he's saying, I can't, someone on the internet is wrong. And I got <laughs> to remedy this. He's going to be there a while. <laughs> yeah, but you can spend all day there commenting on all the things that are wrong, right? So all of your idea line people could definitely be caught up in that. Some of your things people, get more upset if you scratch their car mm -hmm. than I probably would because I don't care that much about my car. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you're messing up their things, rhombuses could be bothered. But listen, what, what I really want to talk about with anger is the way that we deal with it. We have a tendency to do one of three things. We either suppress it and stuff it, like I mentioned earlier, I can see that. And then I think maybe resentment builds up a little bit there. So that's no good. Yep. Or we express it. Now express it. We talk about it and we tell everybody how mad we are. And the problem is that we thought that was healthier to talk about it, but there's sometimes it's not healthier. You're just making it bigger. Mm. You're just putting more energy into it and you're just making it have more drama. And so expressing it is not necessarily the healthy. So I don't want to suppress or express. I want to process it. Oh, I process like that. Process through it so you're on your way past it. You're not going to sit in it like the other two options. Oh, I really like that option. I like the process option. I don't really want to suppress it, and I don't really want to put a lot of energy into it. I think processing it sounds a lot better. Okay, so we're going to kind of take our listeners through a little process today on how to do that. Okay. It would help if everybody got a situation in mind. So I want you to think about the last time you got very angry about something or at someone and okay. think about 
what, why you felt threatened. What was threatened? Was it insult? Was it your looking bad? You know, was it, was it about how you were going to be diminished or mistreated? Kind of see if you can sit in it. Did you think of a situation for you? I did. I have a situation in mind. Is it one you could share on the show? Um, for sure. It's, it's a little bit crazy, but I, for a fun, fun hobby, I referee ice hockey and I've done it for years. And I have, so I have lots of situations of when people are angry at me, but the one I'm thinking of is when I was working with a, a young new kid, cause I work with younger officials to help them get better. And it was a kid's game. And the coach was just adamant about making us look like we didn't know what we were doing. Um, he was yelling at us and it was the first time I really felt angry back at that person. And I think it was now that I know my shape and know myself better, I felt like the mama bear instinct come on because I was trying to protect this other new official that had come on. So all these things were triggered. You know, I have been doing this for a long time. It's very disrespectful. I'm also trying to protect this other person. Wow. There was a lot of emotions going on right there. Yeah, you were being mistreated and somebody that you felt protective over was being mistreated. Yeah, and in that situation, as the adult official, I couldn't lose it. I couldn't go and put any energy in being angry at that time. I'll tell you that later on when I came home and talked to my husband about what happened, there was a lot of energy that I was expending about being angry, but I can bear that situation was very real and I was very angry. Okay, so put a put a feeling to it that you've felt being treated that way by him. How what what kind of feeling did it bring up? I mean, anger, yeah, but I mean, I felt very small. I felt mm -hmm. very small and um, mistreated, and I knew that I wasn't being respected, and I didn't like that. Okay, could you go back in your past, even young, when you were young, and think of experiences that made you feel that same way? Oh boy disregarded, disrespected, made small? Well, yeah, of course. I can think of some. It's along the same lines. I was the only female on a male hockey team all growing up. So there was a lot of times where I was like, oh, you're, you know, you're pretty good for a girl or you skate like a girl or something like that. I was totally disregarded. Okay. Yeah. So one of the interesting <laughs> things with, with the anger trigger is most of the time you have had already a fear of loss around those type of situations that you've had with you all along. This situation was never the first time you experienced feeling disregarded or unimportant or made small. It's mm. interesting for us to look at that they triggered something that already had a life inside of you because wow. the fear of being mistreated in that way was something that already existed. If it wasn't, it wouldn't have bothered you so much. Yeah, that's really interesting because I'm thinking of some of the other things that have happened that might not bother me. Like you say, if my car gets scratched or if I'm late for something, I, I don't get riled up and agitated and angry about that kind of stuff. But definitely I can see that, that there is a core fear there that has been there for a while, maybe a little subconscious that's totally being triggered. I can see that. That's why some situations hit it and some don't. Some mm -hmm. you can handle. We're like, why did that one make me so mad? But it's got a pattern with it. It's wow. got a tie into your past. And so it's, it's almost like an open wound that it's been hurt so many times before. So now it's just open to the air and someone can barely touch it. 
and it will trigger you. So that's one thing we just want everybody to watch for. If you can see some kind of pattern in what you felt. So for example, the ones when someone makes me feel like I am just not good enough, that no matter how hard I tried, I let somebody down still, or they were disappointed in me. It's just a dagger to my heart. So I will get more angry over those type of situations because that's my sore spot I've always had. So just if you're listening to the podcast today, just kind of watch and see if you can see what the pattern is for you. Because if you already didn't feel safe in the world around this, you will see this threat everywhere, even when it's not really even there. Wow. This is so insightful. I think you're absolutely right here. I think you're absolutely onto something. I can see it. I can see it in everybody that has those different values, things that we earn our value with or try to earn our value with. Yeah, I can totally see this. This is great. Okay. So one other thing, as I take you through this process, keep in mind that you always get the perfect classroom journey for you too. So any anger experience that shows up, it is there specifically to teach you something. There's something you needed from the universe that it sent this anger experience right now to teach you. So we kind of want to watch for that. So I also want to tell you about a time recently that I got really mad. Okay. (laughs) I was driving somewhere and I stopped at a stop sign and I admit I didn't maybe stop for the full three seconds, but I think I stopped. I turned a corner and right away this policeman was behind me with her lights flashing. Oh, And she came up and I said, what did I do? And she said, you didn't stop at that stop sign. I did. I know I did. And she disagreed. (laughs) She was really rude about it. Wow. Really rude about it. And she took my information and I could tell I was getting a ticket. I was so mad. I sat in the car and I just seethed with anger. I was so mad. So as I kind of take you through this process, I'm going to kind of explain how I did it. And then I want you to apply it to the other night being the hockey ref. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So you're going to tell us about what fear is already in play for you and what made you really mad. Yeah. Or we're going to take you through a a process of processing your anger. So instead of expressing it or, or suppressing it, we're going to process it. So number one, if you're taking notes, feel the emotion sit with it. What, what is this? What does this feel like? How would you define it and sit in it? Because I do feel like the experience of anger right now in this moment is a class. It's here to teach you something. So you don't want to just push it away. You want to sit in it and really look at what it is and then ask two questions. Is it a fear of failure issue? Is my fear of not being good enough in play with this? If I didn't already feel inadequate myself or afraid I wasn't enough, would I really be upset by this? Or did it trigger what's, our, what's just my issue? Okay. Or is it fear of loss in play? And if you didn't already feel like life's unfair and people take from you, would you have been upset by this? So what do you think? Yeah, I can see that a fear of loss was in play for me that day. And if I didn't already feel like life was unfair or it was unsafe, I think for me in that situation, it was a female being in a male dominated world and it's a little bit unsafe, but you put yourself out there and you try to do it anyway. Then to have someone kind of pick on you. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. 
So it's interesting. I've told the story about my anger with the cop to some people, and they thought this was a fear of loss trigger, that this isn't what I wanted today to get pulled over. But for me, it was a total fear of failure. She was saying I didn't do right or good enough. Mm. And that was going to be a bad mark on my record. And I was going to have to own that I made this mistake. It was all about failure for me. Mm. Now, what I want everybody to recognize is you can have the exact same situation and, and be angry for a totally different reason than someone else. So that's kind of why you need to sit in it and figure out which was it more for you. Was it more personal failure or was it more... I was treated unfairly and this is wrong. So we want to kind of sit with it. It's also a good idea to ask what fear was in play with the other person who you're now mad at and just see. Sometimes there isn't another person really in play, but if there is, it's really helpful to be able to step back and go, what were they afraid of that was driving their behavior? And was it more about protecting them than it was insulting or mistreating me? What would it look like if I took this less personally and realized this is their fear issue and it isn't even about me? It's funny, I think there's situations where that's a lot easier to do. In my situation, there was no way I could look at him, the coach, and think, oh, poor guy, he's in the feet. He has a fear of loss or fear of failure. Yes. No, not in that situation. But there has been other situations where people are just getting irate. And I'm just looking at him thinking, wow, you're really, I can see fear just because of the work that we've done together. But I think if you're triggered, it's pretty hard to look back at the other person. <laughs> Okay, that's true. And it really wasn't relevant with the cop. But I've had other times I've been really mad at somebody for doing something. And the more I've looked at it, I could see, yeah, that wasn't about you at all. Mm -hmm. You just happened to be there. So you took the brunt of it, but it wasn't about you. So in teaching you a process here that you can use in every situation, just check that one. If fear in play with the other person could be part of okay. the deal. Okay, so this is the next question you got to ask yourself, and this is the biggie. What could this anger experience show me about myself, teach me, or help me to learn or understand? Why could this anger experience be perfect for you today in your classroom to grow you? Kim, this is so hard, but it's such a great question that I really think if you can turn that one around and you can really ask yourself, and again, we've talked about this before, is this happening to me or is this happening for me? Seems like it's an opportunity to look at it that way as well. Absolutely. If it's happened for you, it's here to grow you in some way. So good. Okay. So, you know, when I was sitting in the car and I finally asked that question, what, what is this here for? Mm. What is this about? This anger? What is it supposed to be teaching me? I realized, as you know, I have an African-American daughter. Okay. And about the, this, the time that this, that I got pulled over, there was a lot of stuff on the news about fighting between African-American people and the, and the cops and the Black Lives Matter stuff was all over the news. Yeah. And we'd had a lot of conversations around it. And I think I was having a hard time understanding why they were that angry at the police. And mm -hmm. my daughter was a little bit, obviously, more on the Black Lives Matter side. And we, we talked about this. And I sat there and realized, you are this mad because you got pulled over once. 
Can you even imagine how angry you might be if this happens to you all the time? And I sat there and went, oh my gosh, thank you universe. What empathy you just showed me about other people's experiences that I couldn't get if I hadn't just felt it for myself. I mean, just thought that was the most amazing blessing to get an opportunity to put myself in these other people's shoes. Now, this took me a little while to figure out what it was about, right? I really had to explore that question of why could this be here for me? So if you think about your day, anything come to mind at all that that experience would have facilitated for you? Oh boy. Now, like I said, you're getting to the hard questions here, Kim. This is a tough one. Well, and we didn't really decide I was going to put you on the spot like this before, <laughs> before we started no. the show. Um, I think it definitely is a lesson in patience always and being able to understand where that other person may have been coming from at that time. You know, it's a game. People are emotional over it. They want to win. Um, so maybe it was there for me to learn about um, other people's viewpoints at that time. Possibly. Sure. I'll have to think about that one. Well, let me ask you the next question. The next question is, in what way did this anger experience give you an opportunity to rise and be a more mature version of yourself? Did it give you an, any opportunity in the moment to do that? That's hilarious. Yes, it did. Because I was able to go and talk to that coach face-to-face -face and just tell him, um, you know what? I got this. We have a brand new official that I'm working with tonight and he's learning as we go. So it's a learning experience. And I was able to explain to him that not every official just steps on the ice knowing exactly what to do. And it does take some training. And he was great. After that, we had that conversation and he was like, okay, yeah, I get it. And he was fine. So it. yeah, for me to be patient, I guess, maybe for sure. Yeah. Okay, so everybody got that question. In what way could this anger experience be giving you an opportunity to rise, grow, mature, you show up? So those are great. Now, I, I'm gonna give you the, a few more questions to ask yourself. The next one that I, after I sat in the car and I kind of figured out what this was about, I asked myself this question, what emotion do you want to experience today now? I mean, you wanna spend the whole day mad? Do I get a I, choice? I, well, yeah. And I hear people all the time who say, I had the most horrible day because this one thing happened that morning. And I'm like, no, you had a horrible moment and then you decided to enjoy it all day long, but you didn't have to be there. You, you get to decide, how do I want to show up the rest of the day? Do I want to be miserable or would I rather let it go and feel peaceful? And then really ask yourself, if you chose to stay angry, what's that going to create? Is it really going to do anything useful? No, probably not. Yeah. I love these last two questions or these, these ones you're talking about right here. What emotion do I want to experience today? Because even think about how even your drive to work or just getting out of the house in the morning can be kind of stressful. Everybody's got everything they need before you go get in the car and sit in traffic. You can already be all irritated before you even start your day. But if what good does that do you? And if I stay in this, what do I get? Yeah. What does that look like? Those Play it out. Critical question. Nothing good that comes from it. Love those. Okay. So, what other options do you have 
in response to this offense or whatever someone did, what else could you choose as far as a response? So sitting in the police car, I chose to feel gratitude for that ticket. Gratitude. And so oh, that's a big leap. That doesn't make any sense. No one is grateful for a ticket. <laughs> you can be if you choose to be, and it will completely change how you feel about the whole thing. Wow. Now, in your situation, you could have chosen to feel safe and feel that that other ref was safe if mm -hmm. you wanted to see yourself that way. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, really, the damage that they're doing, it's with words, right? I mean, they really, right. they really can't hurt you. You're actually safe no matter what happens. Yes, and I think I could choose gratitude at that time because what experience did I get to have uh, that evening? It was that I got to show the other official how to handle someone that may not be acting appropriately. So it was a great opportunity for them to learn so I could be grateful for that learning experience for both of us. Yeah, all right. So, you know, by the time we get done with these questions, it's pretty obvious. And I'll tell you what I will do. I'm going to put this formula up on the 12 Shapes website on the worksheets page. Put this little formula up there for everybody. If you want to go to 12shapes.com and, and click on the worksheets, you can just download this little how to process anger worksheet. And the thing I've noticed over the years, Sarah, is all of our clients, when they practice with this a few times, it only takes a few times and they kind of know it. They kind of get the process and they don't need the paper anymore. It's in their own head. And as soon as something happens, they're able to start processing it this way. And, you know, I like to give you guys practical skills and tools that'll really help you. So I think this is a good one. Yeah, this is a really good one. And I think it's important to remember what we said at the beginning was if you are one of those shapes, octagons, squares, rhombuses, and cross, you might be more prone to being angry, but it's not just those shapes. It's any shape that can be triggered because um, any of us have those trigger points. And if you think you want to know your shape and you haven't taken the quiz yet, go ahead and log on to 12shapes.com and take the quiz. If you've already taken the quiz and you want somebody else to know what their shape is, then you can invite them to take the quiz through the app and just make sure you're connecting with all of those people in your life so you can improve your relationship. This was a good one today, Kim. Thanks. This is always fun. We love this podcast. We hope you guys got something useful today. Okay. We just want to thank everybody. So join us again next week for some more of Explain People.